Hi, everyone. Welcome to the next episode of the Bay Street Capital Holdings podcast titled, How'd You Do It and Why Should I Care? This series aims to highlight women doing amazing work in various industries. So today we are so lucky to be joined by Catherine Lewis, who is a software engineer at LinkedIn. Hi, Catherine. Lovely to have you on the show. Hi, thank you so much for having me. So I guess we can dive straight into the questions and start off with a quick introduction as to who you are and perhaps a main answer to the question of the podcast, which is how do you do it and why should I care? Yeah, absolutely. So just to begin here, I love including a description of what I look like for those who cannot see me. Um, And you'll find out a little bit more as I go through my story. So I am a female with short blonde hair. I'm wearing a white shirt and I have a cardigan on that striped. So to start my story, I studied management and entrepreneurship back in college. I was inspired by some family members of mine who started businesses in tech And uh, they were very strong females, so they kind of set the course for me. But as I graduated, I wasn't sure what I wanted to do in business, and I knew I really wanted something to be of high impact. So I decided to become an elementary school teacher. So I taught for a couple of years. It was incredibly rewarding and also very challenging at times, but it really crafted what I wanted to do in my life. As I was teaching, I also helped out with an organization called Code with Classy. This was over the summer months. And if you're unfamiliar with this organization, basically it works with high school girls and teaches them how to program. So in two week stints, I would teach them how to code um, in JavaScript, HTML, CSS, but I also didn't know how to program. So I had to teach myself these things as well. And I just was so inspired by them and their ability to create applications that really did a lot of social good just in a few weeks. So I decided to join a boot camp and I became an engineer. And to go back to my original point, I now work on designing and developing internal tools, but I'm also an accessibility champion. And so I have grown in that realm within my career and really love advocating for people with disabilities and digital accessibility across the tech industry. Awesome. So I guess my next question begs me to ask, since you were not studying computer science as a major, what were the best resources that helped you to get where you are? That's a really great question. So the first answer is always the internet. There are so many things I'm consistently looking up online but also Slack channels, LinkedIn, and mentors particularly. It is incredible how much farther we can get when we have those relationships with the people around us. A lot of people helped me throughout my path to learn a lot of ins and outs that may not be directly obvious, a lot of tips and tricks of how to succeed within the tech industry. Um, And so definitely relying on the people around you and making those connections is important. Definitely. And following on from that, making from making those connections, did you kind of wish you would have known any lessons before starting in the tech industry? I know you mentioned that your family also had ties to the tech industry, but is there anything that they didn't tell you? Yeah, that's a really great question. So within tech, there are so many different tech stacks, technologies, languages. And as a beginner, there's a lot of pressure, probably internally pressure, uh, to learn all of the different things that you can, as much as you can, as fast as you can. And what I realized throughout my time is you wanna do the complete opposite. You wanna pick one, 
master it, focus, and then learn how to teach others that same programming language. So being able to focus is the first one. And the second one is the willingness to say, I don't know. There are so many things that I don't know and will never know. And it's important to have some humility around expressing that. I also always love working with senior and staff engineers coming up against a problem and then them also saying, I don't know, let's figure it out. It's very cool to realize that oftentimes we put people on a pedestal because we think they are more uh, senior to us. And actually, there are just as many things that they don't know. And it makes it a lot more fun to learn together. That's great. And talking about learning, what would you say in your career was your biggest failure? And what did you learn from it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a really good question. So I will take us back to my time teaching. So there was one moment when I was teaching students and I had one student who was um, having a reaction, kind of acting up and decided to throw a chair across the classroom. And as a teacher, that's such a terrifying moment. You have other students whose safety you need to keep in mind. You also want to make sure that this student is okay. And it also can feel like a professional failure to have that happen in your classroom. And what I learned is while it would be easy to label this student or label their behavior, I had to take complete ownership of the environment and the culture that created that situation. Even if I wasn't 100% responsible because there were a lot of variables involved, as a leader, people belong, their needs get met all based upon the tone that's set and the culture that's created. So while that was a big failure and um, a scary, challenging moment, it also set a precedent for the way that uh, I created the environments around me moving forward. Mm, very, very important. And throughout this call, you've been dropping some really great pieces of advice. But what is one piece of advice you would give to somebody who is wanting to pursue a career similar to yours? Yeah, that's a really good question. So I would say be choosy in the work environment that you pick. So it's important to know what kind of company size do I want to work at? Who do I want to work with? What benefits do I want? What kind of work cadence is going to be most com comfortable for me? We also have the added factors of being remote or not remote, given the current situation. And so for me, in picking my current company, LinkedIn, um, understanding the culture and the way that the company operated and its values was incredibly important for me, not only as a professional, but just for my own well-being and development as a person. So I think if you can be incredibly choosy in your next workplace. Awesome. No, very, very, I think that's a very great message, especially for people who are starting out in their career is to not always take the first job offer, perhaps be patient because you never know one place might be better to work at than another. Yeah, exactly. And following on from that, I feel like people know quite a bit about the tech industry already you know it's quite a hyped up industry and um, I'm just curious what is one common myth about the tech industry that you would like to debunk? Mm. Yeah so within the tech industry I'll focus on engineering in particular so a lot of people think that engineering is hard skills and while it is you do need to know how to solve problems and you need to know how to write code I found that the most success has come from the soft skills that I can bring to engineering. Being able to lead, being able to communicate, being able to break down complex ideas and clearly and concisely deliver them to someone else. Mm -hmm. um, those have been the most important skills and often are the ones that are most demeaned. 
So I know for myself, thinking about becoming an engineer, I thought, I don't do math. I don't do science. There's no way I can do that. Obviously, there was a little bit of imposter syndrome and me demeaning my own capabilities. But if I can move beyond that and also recognize all the strengths that I have in this soft skills area, I realize that I can open up the doors to much more potential within the tech industry. Um, and so don't be afraid to under don't be afraid to recognize those other skills and strengths that you bring because the myth is that it's all hard skills and it's not even in engineering. You need both sides. Mm, no, very, very important. And more about you. I'm curious, what have you read or listened to recently that's really inspired you? Yeah. That's a great question. So there are a couple of things that have really impacted me, especially within my career. And so the first book is called Fostering Your Purpose. And um, I actually have it here so I can just hold it up real quick. But it's Fostering Your Purpose. You can see all of my little tabs and notes. And what that helped me do is establish what my purpose is. Now, we talk about this a lot especially as people who are going into their working career or who are moving through college. And it can be this very scary concept. Oh my gosh, I have to decide this thing that's going to be determined for the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. And honestly, I think it needs to be so much more flexible than that. It's kind of just like, what's my North Star right now? And if it's not my North Star tomorrow or the next day or in a year, it's okay. But what's guiding me today And knowing that purpose statement, I've been able to curate and craft my career around that statement. And just to share what it is, mine personally became to serve widely and give greatly. So it's broad enough that I can move in many different directions within that statement, but it's it grounds me in what's most important to me, which is service and generosity. So um, that's an important book for me. And then the second thing that I would say is another book called Ladies Get Paid. And I'll hold it up here as well. Lots of different notes that I was able to take from this book. And basically the most important thing that I learned is it's so important to know your worth. Mm. In your career, we're often thrown about by what's trendy, what are the most important skills, Um, sometimes gender, sometimes different demographic Um, attributes of ourselves, we allow those to dictate how we drive our career and how much we get paid. And um, a couple of female female mentors of mine, as well as this book, have really helped me realize, you know what, I don't need to be tossed around by any of those trends, any of um, the cultures that we might exist in. I know what my strengths are. I know what my worth is, and I can stand my ground in that and ask for it. Amazing. And I'm glad you had that book to kind of help you to navigate through your career. And to follow on from that, who are three people in your life who have been the most influential to you and why? Yeah, so for the first one, I would say a student of mine. So I taught them about three years ago. And every single weekend, we meet together and study. And for me to see someone who's now a fifth grader have that kind of commitment and dedication to their education and their own potential to meet on a weekly basis is just incredibly inspirational to me and um, really encourages me to grow and be a more dedicated person as well. So that would be the first one. The second person I would say 
um, were those female mentors um, and family members of mine who really encouraged me to uh, break into an industry that sometimes can be hard to as as a female. Um, and the last one that I would say are co-workers who are really embracing the integration of their family and their children into remote life work. I've seen a lot more of that lately from my colleagues, and it's so inspirational to know that they can have strong boundaries and they can say, you know, hey, I need to work right now. But then there's also moments when they can bring their family in and show them on screen or engage in a conversation um, during a meeting. And it doesn't feel like it's stepping over boundaries, um, but instead it feels like an integration of our whole selves. And I really admire that. Wonderful. And then finally, to wrap up our conversation, what is one piece of advice that you wish you gave yourself at any point in your life? Yeah, so... Um, there's a quote that I have here and it says, says, success is neither magical nor mysterious. Success is the natural consequence of consistently applying basic fundamentals. And what that quote says to me, that's by Jim Rohn. And to me, it means all of those basic, simple aspects of life that we overlook because we're so focused on the shiny things, um, those are the things that we need to be doing. That's what actually gets us to the shiny rewards is by doing those simple, consistent practices every single day, you know, taking care of your body, getting sleep, um, being on time. Those kinds of things are what are going to actually pay off in the end. So that's something that I would have liked to focus on sooner, but it's definitely something I'm working on now. Amazing. Well, what a lovely note to end on. So thank you so much, Catherine, for taking the time to speak with me today. It was absolutely, absolutely wonderful to have this conversation. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure to meet you. All right, then. Bye-bye.